welcome to another episode of Beyond the TV, which is the podcast put out by the Streaming Video Technology Alliance, where we talk to entrepreneurs and innovators in the streaming space uh, about different topics. And today we'll be chatting with Brenton O from TouchStream. Uh, we're going to talk about monitoring and data collection and everything about looking at your streams uh, from a data perspective. Brenton, how you doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. Great to be here. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, it's my pleasure, of course. We love talking to you. How was uh, how was IBC for you? IBC, well, yeah, it was fantastic on 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 many levels. Um, I suppose uh, you know, number one was getting together with people again. You know, it's been a long time, and uh, it, it was really awesome, and everyone was really enthusiastic. Uh, I suppose you know, having had that three year break, the three yeah three year it was, break, it was three years, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of maybe I was getting jaded. Three years ago, because I was doing, you know, going to so many, and then now it's like, oh wow, everything's so new. Because I think when I, you know, the before um, the break, um, you know, oh, another conference, yeah, more of the same, more of the same. But this time, everything was new and fresh, so you know, it was exciting. But but it just really was exciting to get back together with people. Um, I think, as you well know, that the the streaming industry is really, you know, getting finally into gear. I mean. Uh, how many years have I heard, yeah, this year OTT is really going to take <laughs> off? And I think finally it actually has. Uh, I think, I did, was it this year that, that, that it's kind of surpassed? Um, yeah, there was yeah. some data that came out. I think, uh, yeah. I want to say maybe Nielsen put it out. I don't know if I'm misquoting that. Yeah. yeah, you're right. There was a graph that came out and they're like, finally, viewership finally. of streaming has exceeded yeah. viewership of traditional broadcasts. That's, I that's right. That. We, were, we were promised it five years ago. <laughs> now, well, you remember, remember like the early mobile days when they're like, the mobile phone's going to change everything. Apps on phones, web on yeah. phones. And then it, that just went on for like a decade until it yeah. until it actually did finally come true. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So I think it was exciting from that point of view. Exciting to get together with people. Uh, exciting to be uh, at Chabal Airport for four hours in a queue. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, uh, I got to experience that. So we came in early and then we went to uh, Estonia and, and, and Riga. Um, yeah. And so we flew Baltic Air with no status. Right. So that's the big differentiator. If you have no status, you're you were standing in a yeah. three quarters of a mile long line. But when we left American Airlines status that like, you know, priority check in priority security, we were yeah. it was no problem. Yeah, but, that's right. Yeah, you, you got to have priority everything. <laughs> yeah, it was. But, I um, mean, that, and that that airport was a disaster. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was just a shocker. It was a shocker. But, uh, you know, people are mumbling, oh, we should move it to Barcelona. I'm going, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to go to Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. I want to go to IBC in Amsterdam. No, no, we don't want to move okay. IBC to Barcelona. All right. All right. Maybe I'm biased. Um, <laughs> just no, it was, it was well, you do live there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can stay in my own bed. Well, then maybe, yeah. Um, but it, it, it was it was very exciting. It was great great to catch up with everyone. It was just you know just it was just the reinvigoration. I think that that I needed, and I think a lot of people needed that. You know, let's let's uh, let's get let's get moving on things. So it was great. Loved it. I, I agree with that. Is there anything that you that you saw or a conversation that you had that really stuck out at you for from a technology or from a like you know evolution of streaming perspective? Anything was like, whoa! I can't believe that's finally here. Or yes, I can't believe we're having this conversation. Well, only from things that I said. <laughs> okay, okay, discounting everything that you said. <laughs> everything else was a bit passe. Um, do you know, that's a hard question. Uh, I, I, I think, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think it was a whole, 
it was more, it was no, I don't think there was any standout. Whoa, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. That's an incredible piece of technology. I mean, the only whoa thing was what on earth is that weird contraption Google has created on their stand. <laughs> it made me think I was at a water park. Um, <laughs> Actually, but, that is a, that is a great description of it. It did look like a water park thing. Wow. Uh, I wasn't quite sure how it was relevant to anything, but uh, there you go. But but I think I think it really was more a general wow. Hasn't the industry matured? Yeah. It, it, it's just so grown up now, and it's so serious. And and uh, I think um, that 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 everyone was was just doing a whole bunch more serious stuff. And 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 uh, there was there, there seemed to be less of those tiny booths that were selling LED lights and things like yes. That. Yeah, no, and that's a really good point, actually, and it, it kind of makes sense, right? We had a three-year break, and yeah. then you, and then the pandemic, which we all know was a, you know, terrible for the world and for people, but mm. really was a, 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 an exponential growth curve for OTT, right? Not only for people streaming content, but for the folks who are delivering content, the platforms mm. and whatnot, to really like create, you know, bulletproof, scalable, resilient services with. You know, finally getting a chance to like, we're going to put this technology in place. We have an opportunity to do this. Yeah. Um, so, so it kind of makes sense that you would come back from ABC, you know, 2022 going like, wow, everything is like mature. <laughs> it yeah. seems like we've gotten our act together. Yeah. I, I think even like, you know, anecdotally for, for, for us, I mean, you know, we, it's funny that actually going back to the conference, I realized how much energy I used to put into the conference, you know, like the two oh, big yeah. ones, you know, two big ones, six months apart, yep. plus a few little in, little ones in between. I mean, it was pretty much a full-time job just doing the conferences. And and the, the, the break from that, whilst I missed it, it also, but it gave us an opportunity. I mean, we, we were going with like brand new product ideas, whatever, which we haven't done for like seriously new stuff. And, <laughs> and, and, and I, think there, I think it gave us and everyone else a bit of a chance to, to, to like actually get on with doing some, some work <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and, and actually doing some real innovation. You know, it gave you a bit of a break and, and yeah, that's, that's what I mean. I think it matured. I think, you know, things have really moved on. Everything's more robust. People are taking things a lot more seriously. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, and, and I suppose some of the technologies that have been promised for all those years, uh, I've actually started to, to embed themselves and everyone, everyone is multi CDN and it's not yep. what, what is multi CDN. It's like, you know, how are you managing multi CDN and how are you, how are you managing redundant pi- um, pipelines and, you know, how, how are you doing all of that sort of stuff? And, you know, you know, I suppose ha- having my monitoring hat on, it's not, you know, uh, it's, it's less these days about is your service up or down? It's like, is everything functioning at a hundred percent? Um, so, that, like that. so that, that nobody notices anything. So, uh, it, it, and that again is for the serious people. Um, well, and, and let's, let's talk about that for a second, right? I mean, it's, you know, obviously we, and maybe, maybe actually we'll take a step back. Why don't you give an elevator pitch for TouchStream? Like what, what do you say to somebody in, you know, you're stuck in an elevator with somebody and they're like, Hey, what do you do? And you're like, well, I'm the CEO of TouchStream. Oh, whoa, what's TouchStream? That sounds great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we're, we're an OTT monitoring service. We keep live. We keep the uh, you keep the visibility of live streams. Uh, what they, you know, how they're performing at, at the forefront, and we identify root cause problems really, really quickly, so that you can get on top of your, your problems as quickly as possible before your viewers notice. That's See that, that that's that's a that's a great elevator pitch. So let's okay. So that's the elevator pitch for TouchStream. Now let's. Let's dig into this a little bit. Like, you're, what are you guys seeing right now in terms of, you know, in terms of monitoring? Has the approach changed from 
streaming providers or is it really just uh, an aspect of the fact that it's mature now that, that streaming operations people are like we need the right tool to be proactive like we can't we can't be reactive we got to be proactive what do you, what are you guys seeing in terms of how monitoring is changing yeah well but it's a, it's a, it's a combination of many things but but I, I think again you know in this in this the theme of people are taking things more seriously uh <laughs> you know I, a couple of years back, everyone was happy that they, they actually could get their servers up, you know, and maybe yeah, keep yeah. it running as, as best as possible. Now it's got to be interruption free. You know, it's like you, you can't have something go, go wrong. Well, although recently, I think uh, in, in, in some football stuff recently, that's not <laughs> been the case, but uh, nothing to do with it. And yeah, and yeah. Um, but, but basically, you know, the bar is getting higher and higher. Uh, and the the what people are thinking about now, I mean, you know, dare I even say net promoter score and, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. People are thinking, you know, and what is net promoter score? It means, you know, lack of churn. People are people are, are recommending your service to other people. Uh, you know, you've got more people recommending than not, and, and that 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 type of stuff. And, and then what drives that? So people are actually starting to look at this more from a um, you know a top level business metric idea. Mm. Rather than just mean time to repair and mean time, between, you know, all that sort of yep. really valid stuff, which is what underpins things like a, a net promoter score or a churn rate or, or one of them. They're, they're all roughly, you know, similar things. Yeah, exactly. people, are, people are thinking about their service in terms of NPS, churn, whatever, and what drives that. And people are taking it much more seriously. They're, they're analyzing what is, uh, what are the data points that are doing it? I mean, you know, content clearly comes into it content right. is a big big reason for for churn um but but quality of service is a huge reason for, for churn as well the, i actually did read an interesting article i can't can't give you the reference off the top of my head but there was an interesting article about churn and they said churn for content actually turns into recycled churn because people come back to the service so think of you know you've got netflix for a couple of months and you get ah. sick of the content you go to HBO for a couple of months, you get sick of the content, yep. you go back to Netflix. So that churn recycles. But QoS churn, they kind of go forever. Um, so oh, that's the, a very the, good, that's an interesting churn, idea. The churn due to content is less problematic than the churn due to quality of service. So, um, so, so people are starting to recognize this. People are taking it more seriously. People are looking just not at the obvious things, but the, you know, the, 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 the you know, we've solved the really big problem. We're on top of the big, big, big problem. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, how many times in the, in the good old days, I mean, six plus years ago, like entry points of, of CDNs were saturated, you know, it's like, <laughs> that, stuff doesn't happen. that doesn't happen anymore. Um, so, so streams just going off the, off the air because, you know, those sort of issues doesn't happen anymore. But, you know, multi-CDNs things, uh, you know, it, it, is your CDN selection. Like, people are still doing CDN selection at startup. And it's like, wow, are you kidding me? Like, what happens if this person watches for two hours? You, yeah. You're not, you're not going to balance it. You're not going to keep constantly checking. And it's like, I'm, I'm surprised how many people do it. But, you know, but at least they're doing CDN selection. Um, and, right, and, right. Uh, and they're doing clever things like that, which, which keeps everything. You've, you've got to keep everything up and running. You know, you've got to keep a stream flowing. Uh, and and uh, so people are looking deeper and deeper at the, the causes uh, behind it. We, we actually 
Oh, I actually had a meeting today when we're, we're doing some really funky things in the observability thing, and they're, they're saying, ah, we could use that data. So if, certain, if we know that certain areas, uh, ASNs or, or, or the ISPs are a little bit, uh, if we can tell with your data that the ISPs are actually getting a bit saturated, we can actually dynamically remove the top bit rate and, and wow. cut them down. And it's like, that's thinking. Like, I, well, I like and, and does does somebody have to do that manually? I mean, I think I think that the sort of like utopia is automation, right? Is yeah, like problems, absolutely. yeah, problems yeah. happen, and we, we don't want people to wait until they see the problem to be like, oh, I should push this button or make this change. Yeah. It's just sort of like the, yeah. some system sees this problem and goes like, hey, we're you know, I'm going to switch CDNs, right. and you're you're not going to have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you got to, you, yeah, absolutely. You, you can't afford to be making, you know, like the, 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 the you know, it's, you know, streaming. I can draw you a nice picture that makes streaming look easy, but, <laughs> but all, all the moving, all the moving parts, particularly, you know, particularly content delivery networks and ISPs, like that is so complex and like, and, it and, and it's mostly out of the operator's control. Correct. So you yep. have to have automation in place. I mean, like period, like we, we notice big things, particularly in certain parts of the world where, um, you know, due to other circumstances, who knows, you know, Microsoft might have released a new patch or something and, you know, loads of people are suddenly downloading it. And, and then the, the ISPs change their peering connections sort of thing yep. and suddenly traffic's been, you know, on the back end is being routed via another country or something. Just all sorts of weird stuff like that happens outside anyone's any any of the operators control so they have to have things in place that can detect these things and actually take some action on, on it and, and that has to be automated yeah you, you don't you, you, you there's not enough people with enough arms to pull all the levers to, to make that happen <laughs> uh, uh, we always used to describe that at the cdn that you have like a thousand knobs and switches yeah. and it's yeah. like all of these things can have an impact on you know what really is quality of service yeah. It's like which 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 one do you flip? Which one do you turn? What do you turn it to? And there's just it, it it's almost it's almost yeah. impossible for a person to to think about all the scenarios. So letting a, a machine do it, yeah. you know, within yeah. parameters, seems like the yeah. smart thing. And, and it does have to be. And, and you know, like you and I could be sitting next to it, physically sitting next to each other, and you know, you're 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 on the uh, Verizon network, and I'm on the AT and T network, and you know, we're sitting right next to each other, but but our experience is completely yep. different. The, the path to get to to you and to me, regardless of the fact we're sitting next to each other, is completely different. Well, uh, and, and it's funny. Like I mean, when you talk about you know the fact that the the operator, right, so is is outside the control of the content you know, yeah. platform that, that makes, that makes sense. Right. And it's, and to be honest, it's actually out of the control of the CDN too. Right. Everyone dumps content into the operator network and then you are relying on the operator yeah. to, you know, to deliver it as best as possible. Yeah. Um, I think that's why, you know, open caching is such a great opportunity for, for not just ISPs, but for like, you know, delivery as a whole, because you don't have, you don't have that problem anymore. Right. The content's out at the edge already. You don't have to, like hope yeah. as a content yeah. operator that it's going through yeah. the network correctly. It's just, it's just getting, you know, it's that last mile of course, which is a whole different issue yeah. that really nobody yeah. seems to have an answer for. No, no, no. no. Uh, although I did, I did, uh, I, I saw a fascinating presentation some, uh, even a couple of years ago um, uh, uh, by, uh, mm, oh, CEO of uh, Tom, Tom Lighton from, from Akamai, you know, yep. he, he, and he, he was talking about, you know, it's like everyone's going, oh, this last mile, last mile. He said, it's not the last mile, it's the middle mile. <laughs> yes. The middle mile is actually much more problematic than the last yep. mile. He said, we built so much, we, you know, everyone's gone out there and built, five, 
you know, I've got fire. I'm here. I am in Barcelona. Yeah. And my, I, I live, my house is, uh, from 1743, uh, it was built, uh, wow. which is which is funny because it's Actually before kind of cool. Australia, before Australia was settled. It was like very amusing. <laughs> but you know, I got fiber in my house, you know, yeah. from 1779, and and so that bit is not the congestion point at all. No. It's 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 before that. So you know, but but it's a complex network, and I'm a networking guy. I mean, I understand routing and, and whatever or to, to a reasonable level and it's very complex how the internet the internet works yep. so um you know uh it, 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 even saying if even if the isps could do something about it you know half the time they can't you know it's just like it's down to, to routing protocols and you know other other people in other places can do things to bgp that actually have an impact to, to, yep. to you that you know like there's just so many things in, in Again, a, a switchboard of a thousand knobs and and switches. Yeah. yeah, so it's very complex. So you have to have automation in place that can take care. What well, that can well, you have to have, have monitoring, detection, or, you know, all that sort of that can yep. detect the problems and do the best with automation to to sort of move around them as best possible. So and and, and I mean I, that's where I think that's where we see things moving just holistically from a technology perspective, right? That's why we talk about the edge. Let's yeah. move things closer out there so that when and, and put and put intelligence into the edge. Yeah. And so when something happens, that intelligence is acting on it instead of just reporting it. Just like, yeah. hey, there's yeah. a problem. Like, enjoy yourself. Yeah. You, you can try to fix it later. But by the time you get it, that that subscriber is really pissed yeah. off and they're gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 that's right. You know, like or even automation, you know, centralized automation. That's why why, why these edge concepts exist, because yep. centralized automation is not fast enough to take, nope. take stuff at the edge. Um, it, it's it's yeah, it's just can't happen. So so there's a lot there's a lot to go there. But but the thing that underpins that is data and yes. and uh you know, we are only just the, this. Well, the CDNs in general, some of them particularly, have only just <laughs> opened up the ability to get the data. Yep. E- even you know today, <laughs> um, you know, like some of it's sometimes some of them are a bit like our old data. Really. Well, oh, but that that was a, that was not necessarily a selling feature, but it was a value proposition, right? You use our CDN, we provide you really awesome telemetry dashboards that you can yeah. log into. Yeah. Another dashboard to log into. Oh, yeah. okay, <laughs> exactly. and then and then I have to visually, like mm-hmm. as an operations engineer, figure out like, okay, how does that data over there? What is we've yeah. got this data over here? Like, how do they how do they connect together? Yeah, I mean it. You know, yeah, no, it's too hard. Too hard. Now you need real time. You know, I, I, I probably am a bit too Amazon these days, but you know the, <laughs> the Kinesis Firehose sort of yep. concept. You know, and 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 thank God for for, for them sort of setting the standard of, of like what what it needs to be. Yeah, you need to be have a firehose spitting this data out in yep. real time so that you can make decisions on on that in real time or near at least near real time, not you know later on. Um, later on, it's not good. Oh, yeah, that's because, like, the, no matter the coolest dashboard you have, the most awesome graphs and whatnot you have are are ultimately a product of the data. And so if you're not getting yeah. the data fast enough, you're still making late decisions. Yeah. So if you can yeah. start with real-time data, and, I mean, honestly, like, ah, you know, shameless plug, that's why we created DataZoom, right, back in, mm. you know, mm. 2019. The idea was, 
Uh, mm-hmm. People need their data in real time. Like this is, yeah. you, you, you can't make decisions five minutes after a problem happens. Yeah. No, exactly. No, no. And you need it from all sources as well. Like, you yeah. know, it's no good. Uh, I'll, do, I'll go back to my simple example of a, a multi-CDN. It's no good getting your data. You've got three CDNs, getting getting data from one, you know, or virtually in real time, getting data from another 15 minutes later and getting data from another an hour later. You know, it's like that, that's, you can't do anything with that. No, um, no, you definitely um, can't. So, well, and, it, and it's interesting too to see like the standards orgs. I mean, not even necessarily us, but like CTA Wave with C- CMCD mm. and CMSD providing a means for more data to get pushed into the content provider, right? To be able to capture more yeah. data from more places. I mean, I think that's that's really important. And, and to your point, you know, critical because you, you, to be honest, you can't have enough data. No, and, and but but well, you can actually have enough. <laughs> But what you actually want is good data, and and, and we, we uh, obviously we're on the in the QOE group at SVTA, but also we're in, in the CTA Wave group uh, as well. You know, with the distributed tracing thing, and like and, yep. and and like you can be throwing all the data you like at, but but without the you know, well, by adding distributed tracing into it, you get so much richer information yes. that that allows you to make better good decisions. Uh, you know, you'd have to get twenty times the amount of data that you get without it from all the different pieces and then put it together. Whereas with distributed tracing, you're putting it together at the, at the time it happens. Uh, it's actually, and that's a, that's a really good point, right? So you want to reduce post-processing time, right? If, yeah. if, if you're requiring ops eng people or anybody in the organization to make the connections themselves or to, mm-hmm. you know, build business logic and constantly change it, you know, in order to get this, these connections made it, it, again, mm-hmm it becomes reactive, right? Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, that's, that. we can't be reactive. We have to be proactive. And, and I'm glad mm-hmm. you mentioned the distributed tracing project because mm-hmm. that's obviously a joint project between SVTA and CTA Wave. Yeah. You know, that's the next, in my own mind, that's the next challenge, right? So, yeah. okay, so challenge of real-time data, let's just mm-hmm. say this, solved, yeah. right? Thanks, yeah. Kinesis. Thanks, you know, there was companities like, you know, yeah. DataZoom. There are companies innovating on this to get data faster. Okay, yeah. problem solved. Yeah. Second problem what you just described, right? The, not necessarily the richness of the data, but the applicability, the, the, you know, mm. what, what actually is relevant, the relevancy of the data, yeah. right? So now I need relevant data in real time. Mm. And that's where, yeah. you know, that's where what you talked about, it, it, mm. distributed tracing makes more, makes me get re- more relevant data faster. Yeah. And, and, and actually sort of embedded in the way that concept works is um, distributed processing of data because, yeah. you know, that, as it goes through each layer, it adds a little bit. Now, if you had to get, just say you've got five layers that you're trying to, to, to pull together, you have to, if you had to pull all the logs from all those five layers and then try to correlate that data post, yeah. you, you know, the processing power required to do that is just outrageous, you know. But if you're actually just doing microprocessing as it, as it goes through each layer, so, you know, like the little bits of edge and the little bit of whatever, whatever yep. being touched, if they do just tiny, tiny bits of the processing, you've distributed all that processing out there to give you much, much richer data. So oh, see, that, I like that. that. I like that. I like that a lot. That that's yeah. that sounds like that sounds like another standard. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, let's have another standard. Yeah, but but, but I think this one's got some. This, this one's uh, is interesting. I mean, it, it it's just got a lot of value. 
and and, yeah. uh, and 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 it's really really important value and and you know it, it's because the way just because a lot of the time when you, when you see let's just call them performance issues of, of, of an edge note right so yep. you don't know where that performance issue is really coming so say say it takes you too long to download a chunk from from an edge like who why what is it because that edge node is having trouble or is it bits that come before that you know like is it is it mm-hmm. the is it the um, uh, is it the the mid tier? Is it the uh, the entry point? Is it the internet from the the, the yep. distributors um, thing to to origin? So where is that actually happening? And and just knowing that an edge node is having a performance issue is not enough. You've got to know what caused it. Now, if the edge node is is actually struggling, then you want to push the you know try and get the content somewhere else. But if it's if it's something deeper inside then that's a different decision you, you, yep. you need to make. So you'd need to know that and you need to know that like in near real time. Um, no, and that, and that makes, and that makes a lot of sense. And it actually, it's, it's interesting, you know, you kind of mentioned before about, you know, middle mile and peering and stuff. You know, when you think about the way that, that, that things are architected for delivery pipelines, right? Mm. You've got the content owner. Let, let's just, let's just use a, like a large content provider, large yeah. stream platform. Yeah. So let's say like Disney, right? So Disney mm-hmm. has their origins are probably in the cloud distributed across the cloud. Mm-hmm. Those cloud points are peered with most of the major ISP. So there's a compression mm-hmm. there, right? So you don't, you're not having to fetch content over a longer pipe. And then you've got the network operator. Mm-hmm. And let's just say right now, maybe it's a little messy in the middle mile, but mm-hmm they're trying to fix that with 5G, right? With like with network slicing, right? So now you've got a dedicated pipe. So the content is moving from the content origin. There's a little tiny hop between, you know, the provider and then the operator. And then there's a dedicated pipe going to the edge, but it, it still doesn't account for all of the pieces that are in the middle of the components that, that all have to get touched or touch that content that you know that we need to gather data from how, how do how does that happen how, how does you know how does a, a content operator coordinate the data collection from like an encoder and a packager and a drm server and an ad server and a, you know how, how do they how do they coordinate capturing all those pieces so that it can like so that all the data can as you talked about before kind of like be drawn into you know this mm. proactive view Mm, mm. Well, it's it's you know it's very complicated at the moment. I mean, it's getting better. Uh, the, the fact that you could actually get data out of most of these things now is 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 a, a start. But correlating the data together, that's that actually is a very hard part. We've we've got our own proprietary approach to that, yep. um, uh, uh, which works very you know, and it, it's a, it's an interesting one. We we don't uh, we, we we take a statistical approach to things and sort of say, well, do you have to connect every single thing together? And no, you don't. You, no, you, oh, that's a good point. You yeah, to, you, to, you know, and, and we make some some decisions on things. Um, you know, I'm not going to call it AI. Um, but, uh, we, <laughs> oh, come we, on, doesn't it doesn't it talk to you in the morning and make you copy yeah, exactly yeah 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 she's lovely um <laughs> but but you know we we make some approximations and things and and you know it's it's kind of like the 80 20 rule you know for 20 percent of the effort yep. we get 80 percent of the result but that but that last you know 20 percent is, is 80 percent of the, the, the yeah. effort <laughs> and therefore cost uh and so you can make some you know informed decisions about about things but you know that's from a correlation perspective right. um, 
so so you, you have to do things in a clever way, but because it's really hard because there is so much data and correlation, as I, I know you know, um, is, is a tough thing. It's very, very hard to correlate it. So back to our original t- point about distributed tracing <laughs> it's you're distributing the correlation this is yep. the this is the thing that i'm so excited about um is that because you can't do all of that stuff centrally it's just too computationally difficult to do it yep. centrally you have to distribute it out and and also you know why not why not make the the you know the cdn <laughs> or you know the, and, and the various components in in that workflow they all have to do a little bit, tiny little bit extra work, just a tiny bit that saves you a ton of work. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and it does it much faster. You know, it's, it's distributed computing. It's microservice. It's like, it's kind of like a microservices it is. architecture for monitoring. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, th- that, that's, I think it's the only way to, to truly do it, in, you know, in the future. For, for the time being, we have to think of clever ways, uh, to, to, approximate that and do it at a, at a, at a cost effective uh, in a cost effective and fast enough way I mean there's you know cost and there's speed um, and yeah and you have to sort of balance those those things out um, so that so that's like so I want to say that's the third problem so the first problem is getting data fast enough second mm-hmm. problem is relevancy so again it's mm-hmm. like what you said sort of statistical approach it's not you don't need a hundred percent of the data no. you just you need you need a, a subset of the data. And then the third challenge is really sort of this visualization. And, and we'll, we'll combine visualization with what you just talked about, like processing, right, correlating. Because yeah. most streaming operators, right, most ops eng folks, they're dumping all of that data into one big pool. And they're yeah. using a visualization tool like, let's just say, a Datadog or a Tableau or a yeah. TouchStream, right, to, to visualize the data. But if, but if what you're saying is true and you're just like – fire hosing it in whatever is visualizing that data will be computationally overloaded you'll need like so much more infrastructure like computing power and memory and instances in order to be able to just crunch the data for the dashboard to show it so i think what you just talked about solves it yeah well yeah it it does i mean the 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 difference in the, the the list of companies you just said that have to do all that tough stuff to do a dashboarding that was all correct except for one us we we do it a, we do it a different way. We we actually specialize in in, in yes. high performance dashboards and and streaming workloads. I think I think the, the really big difference between us and all of those other products, which are fantastic products, I love them. We actually oh, they are. Use, yeah. we actually partner with with several of the ones you you, you mentioned. Um, they're very good at doing log analytics and they're very good at doing general dashboards and time series stuff. And they're they're actually awesome. I mean, I, I remember the first time I ever used Splunk and I just couldn't believe it. What it yeah, did. Splunk, Looker, yeah. These these tools are amazing. Yes, they are amazing and they're getting better. But they can't put things together in a way in a streaming workflow yep. way the way we do it. And that's what we specialize with. And funnily enough, we're actually working with some some of our larger customers to who built these things and, and realized that they can't visualize them very well. So we're, we're actually doing visualizations for people, for people now. So, um, well, and, and visualization is an important challenge, right? It's not just, yeah. it's not just being able to compute and crunch and show graphs in a dashboard. You have mm-hmm. to show graphs that are relevant to mm-hmm. streaming workflows, which are, exactly. to be honest, which are different than a graph that's relevant to network performance. Like they're yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah, to, to, to be honest, and it's actually part of the reason that, that TouchStream exists. I mean, you know, 
we exist because uh, streaming is different to websites and yep. APIs. Like everyone was do, everyone still does. You know, the, the products you talk about, part of their product set is API monitoring and web web page monitoring yep. and website monitoring, whatever. Streaming uses HTTP, but it uses it completely differently uh, to, to web and APIs. And so all the big generic tools, which are all awesome tools, can't really monitor streaming because they don't operate the way ABR. It's because of, it's because they they use an ABR approach on top of HTTP. Yep. And 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 all those tools can't do that, and they can't visualize it. So. All the big tools are very, very good. If you've got an e-commerce product or you know an e-commerce site, all those tools are fantastic at doing it, and they do all the right graphs and all the right data collection and all the right stuff for it, because they all work in a roughly similar way. But streaming is completely different, and and that's actually how we came into being because it was different. And nobody could could monitor to streaming, so we we did it, um, and and now we're finding that even more deeply with the data with the representation of data that's related right. to streaming because it's the way a streaming workflow works. It's just different to, to a way an e-commerce app works with a database behind it. The, the way those relationships work, they're great in Datadog. They work really, really well, but that Datadog can't really show you so the I'll, way. So I'll ask works. you this question because you had mentioned, you know, HTTP, right, which is an application on top of TCP. But yeah. some of the streaming that we're doing right now is UDP-based, right? So WebRTC, mm. for example. And, and let me give you a scenario where you have two workflows operating at the same time. So let's say you're, you're a sports betting company or you're running a live stream, a sports live stream that includes betting. You're mm -hmm. not going to give all the people who aren't betting the WebRTC mm -hmm. stream because yep. the scalability of UDP, is, it, it, of WebRTC, it's just, you know, mm -hmm. it, it requires yeah. a lot more infrastructure. So that's expensive. Yeah. So you're like, I'm yeah. not giving those people the ultra-low-latency stream. Because yeah. you, you can't cache at the same It's basically down to caching. You, you can't cache right. it the same way. That's, and, that's so, and so are, are you guys, can you guys do that kind of monitoring simultaneously? Can you show like, hey, monitor the, the HTTP portion, monitor the, the UDP portion, <laughs> or the WebRTC portion? We, we technically can. Uh, okay. and funnily enough, we do a slightly different thing um, because uh, we have a, have a couple of people that, that um, use multicast, you know, for their yep. for their uh, for their slightly older stuff. And we're monitoring <laughs> the stream from a multicast. So because we can we can build little modules that, that do multicast joins and and, and test okay. that. So so we can integrate anything. We can we use it. We've got this whole integrations environment where you can practically integrate anything. Um, you know, uh, you know, when we integrate, we, we, we monitor acquisition points. So one of our customers uses like Lumen acquisition points and we monitor the acquisition points. We check whether there's Perfect. data coming and you can do that in various clever ways. Um, and, and so we can kind of integrate anything in. The reality is we haven't done anything WebRTC and the reason is because nobody's asked us to. Because yeah, no, no, it's, it's a very, it's a very small yeah, sub. But, but, right but we could, we could, and, and there's always a way to do it. And we, 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 you know, we're a very much a customer driven uh, company. Yep. Uh, we, we, we kind of solve the problems our customers ask for. And I was going to say, what's the, yeah, yeah what's the point of solving a problem? No one's going to buy. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any betting customers. That's, that's, yep. yeah, that's the reality of it. So, and it's funny, I actually, um, on that note, <laughs> I, was, I was just like when I was browsing through LinkedIn, you know, somebody in my feed, uh, somebody who is a, who was pretty high up in FanDuel, and oh, they yeah. obviously have a whole you know streaming component, right? Because they're yeah. streaming content to provide betting against it. And I reach out to him like, why aren't you guys in the SVTA? And he, and he got back to me. He was like, 
I don't know. It sounds very interesting. We need to talk. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do believe we're going to see over the next maybe like three to five years yeah. more use of WebRTC um, mm. in that sort of bifurcated workflow, right? Got, mm. got 80% of my stream traffic is going out, HLS dash, mm. you know, just chunked. And the other 20% is WebRTC because those mm. are the folks that are all Mm. actually placing bets so maybe you know mm. like you can imagine from an app perspective like you're on FanDuel's app and you're watching this video and you're like oh, do you want to place a bet so you're like okay mm. i want to bet and then they basically get switched over to the webrtc stream you're now yeah. ultra you're now you're now basically real time and you can yeah. place bets yeah 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 well i mean if you even if you think about um uh, you know being on some of those hybrid uh webinar style things where the people yep. who are actually contributing to it uh, are on the on the WebRTC bit, and the, and the the rest of the people that are just watching it are, are actually it's, getting streamed. They oh. get the stream, the chunk stream. Yeah. Absolutely, I think that's yeah. that's the like again. This is not going to be tomorrow. My my guess yeah. is three to five years where these because you got you got folks like Bally Sports who are making a really big push, um, mm. you know, in streaming sports content and enabling betting. You've got because in the U.S. right they the the basically the federal government said like, okay, betting online with sports yeah. streaming stuff, that's okay. You can do that now. And so all these states are enacting, you know, measures to enable folks across their lines to, mm. to provide that service. And so it'll be very interesting again over the next, for the, my guess would be three, five, four, five, six, seven years where mm. these start to get turned up. So um, it's good mm. to hear that you're, you guys have a system in place yeah. that would support that. Even if yeah. it's not, you know, ready yeah. right now or available right now it's like who, if nobody no. needs it <laughs> we, we we basically yeah a couple of years ago we we, we created a, an open platform like uh, it was a part of our, our, virt, our virtual knock um yep. concept and we right from the very beginning where we decided we wanted to allow integrations with with other data and other products and we realized right at the beginning it had to be open so you know we, we had to be able to plug anything into it so we built right. a framework that's that that is open and you can you can plug anything into it and the visualization is a data-driven visualization so you don't have to do much you know like you, the data the, the data tells you what to to draw where uh, and uh, yep. yeah so we made that we made those that, that that really and it took us a long time to build it we put a lot of extra effort in in the beginning to build all that flexibility in but now it allows us to do anything um, so it's kind of kind of useful to to, to go on that. Well, I mean, that, that, I think I think you guys called that a monitoring harness. Is that correct? Or sort of that, that right. open framework yeah. plugs yes. stuff into it, and yes. th and that makes sense from a visual tool perspective, right? You've got the like I think we're seeing a lot more push towards this sort of like codeless environments. Like yeah. I, you know, and and, and I I want to say like maybe segment, you know, was probably one of the first ones to start doing this, where you'd get this visualization, you just drag stuff on, and it would connect yeah. things, and you're like, all I have to do is provide my API key. Okay, good, I'm done. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah. I mean, you guys have taken that to streaming, which I think is really important. And kind of like what we talked mm -hmm. about earlier, like how do you connect mm -hmm. all of these pieces together? Yeah. You yeah. built the system to do that. Yeah, well, well, you know, part of the reason we 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 knew it was important is because we already had a bunch of big customers. We, you know, we had, and we knew what their workflows were, and yep. they were all different. 
every one of them was different, even if they were using the same like <laughs> hardware or, you know, you know, because we did it when people were more using hardware, not cloud stuff. But, you know, the way someone, you know, they might might have an elemental encoder and a, something else. and a, The way they put it together was completely different to, to someone else. Yep. They all, Every single component in the two could be exactly the same, but they put it together a different way. So we knew right at the beginning that, that we had to uh, do it. We also knew that... Um, you know, you know, we've got a bunch of pay TV uh, customers, particularly in Europe, and and what they do for their sports channels is different to what they do for their entertainment channels. Oh wow! It's different. So in the workflow, in the virtual workflow, some of them have got you know redundancy and you know extra yep. bits and pieces, and then other ones are really simple because the, the, they don't put as much effort and money, basically, cost into it. So, so <laughs> our, our visualization works. To, it doesn't matter what, you know, you'll, you can have a very complex workflow or a very simple workflow, and they both can coexist in the same visualization, which is really But the one thing that they all share together are the components themselves. Like what you said, oh, yeah. they're using the same components in different ways and different architectures, but it's still the same component. So yeah. if there's a, a path forward to capturing the data, the data from the component itself is going to be the same. And so, like what you said, if you've got this flexible monitoring framework and you can just plug anything into it and then you're getting, again, to our three challenges, Mm -hmm. right? Data speed, relevancy of data, visualization of data. So then you're getting to the end of this and you guys have this really cool dashboard that's built for streaming that Mm -hmm. shows, you know, a workflow visualization. And and I know that, you know, I've I've seen it. I, I, Mm -hmm. to be honest, if you know, you listen to this podcast, folks, and you want to see a really cool sort of red, yellow, green approach to a workflow monitoring system. Go, go, go ahead and demo of TouchStream. That's a really yeah, cool, thanks. it's a really cool yeah. workflow. But, but you yeah. guys have built that, it, you know, for streaming, but it, it pulls all the data, regardless of the way you've architected your workflow, it pulls in mm-hmm. all the data from the components yeah. and visualizes them in a streaming way so that yeah. ops can see upstream and downstream of a problem. Yeah, and that was the point. Uh, you know, it's like our our customers told, and not customers, the people working in the knock. When we, we yep. went out and interviewed all these people, they said, "We don't want to have to think." <laughs> exactly. We just want it to show, and it needs to make sense. Like it just needs to be. So that's why we modeled it. It make it looks like what the flow is. You know, we yep. you know, just like uh, it, it seems. You know, it seems so blindingly obvious now. But it does seem like we're one of the few people that do it. Um, <laughs> not the only one that does it, but 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 it just it's just so obvious. And the, you know, they just want, you know reg- to your point. We want traffic lights. You yep. know, everyone knows what is, what is red. Oh my gosh, it's red. Yeah, <laughs> problem. There's no confusion. There's no confusion there. You know, everyone knows. You know, <laughs> green is good. Um, so so you just make it obvious, and 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 yep. we build all the we build all the complexity and depth behind the scenes and and to drill in i mean you, you can drill into our data and get some really oh okay wow you, you know you got all the all the headers and all the you know the debug parameters and all that sort of good stuff in the data but you know for the most part you're just looking at simple dashboards with with flow in and red green yellow um so it, it's just well and, and and the color coding and the alerting is the first step to mean time to diagnose right it's the first oh, yeah. first step into diagnosing a problem hmm. You drill into it. You're like, oh, okay, I see what the problem is. So you've got diagnosis way yeah. down. And yeah. I mean, in resolution, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's, I guess it, it, it's easier if it's more visible because that's easier to communicate to a partner. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, yeah. let's, let's say it's a CDN problem. So you're going to call up your CDN and be like, hey, we're having an, an issue here. 
right? We're, we're gonna, it's going to turn into a catastrophe. We've identified that it's an issue right now. It's yellow. Mm. It's yellow in the touchstream dashboard. Okay, <laughs> so we've drilled into it. We've noticed an issue. Okay, let's call, this, call the CDN. Let's call those guys up. Hey, we're having a problem here. Like, I can share the data with you. I can share, like, I can do a screen. Just get on a Zoom. Boom. See, yeah. You see what I'm seeing? Like, data CDN guy goes, oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can fix that. Like, well, let me, let me escalate it. And then that goes from yellow to green in a, in a matter of minutes. Right. And again, it's not somebody changing it to green. It's the data that is now flowing through that is coming in under the variance of the, the trigger that's alerting it to turn yellow. And so it's like the ops edge guy, all I had to do was make a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yep. State-based monitoring. I mean, you know, it's the the, the way to go. Um, but you know, there's there's a whole bunch more deep things behind that as well. But, but I think you you articulate it very well there. Like, and and that's what we try to do: keep it simple, keep it you know here like it's really obvious, really quickly. Uh, and, and you just need to yeah, most of the time get on the phone or or you know the fact that we do do the the real time data sharing with all the the CDNs um, helps dramatically uh, reduce that mean time to diagnose, mean time to repair. Um, yeah, absolutely. Huge difference. Um, yeah, but anyway, it's 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 good. But but you know, we're 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 always like you know, if we're always looking for more innovation and and data. You know, now that we can get more data, um, we can do more things with it. And you know, we we've, we've got the bits that we can do now today that we're working on, uh, building better, uh, more in depth. Um, you know, observability type staff particularly yep. particularly for the for the cdn to you know like the cdn isp sort of things like where, where are the problems is it really the isp or is it the cdn edge node or is it the is it yep. the asn so we're actually sort of pulling out which which part of it uh it is in a, in a very granular way um but then we're, re we're really you know really looking forward to when we can get um oh actually sorry the next step after that is cmcd so yeah, like so, and 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 we have some CMCD stuff, so we can actually get sort of information from the player itself, yeah, and then correlate that. I mean, that is self-correlating uh, because it's, it's correlated with the log line, uh, and so that 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 puts that stuff together really, really well. CMCD is a fantastic thing, um, and and then the the next bit is the distributed tracing. Um, so you know we're. we're Getting ready for that, and you know, we, we can we can just start to. It's it's all about continual uh, continuous improvement. I mean, and and, and it'll never end. There'll, there'll always be the next thing to do. So you know, but we're always trying to push the envelope, trying to be a little bit ahead of the curve. We try to we, we work with um, our our big customers, particularly um, uh, to to you know tease out what are their issues, and so what is what is your what's your biggest yeah. hotspot at the moment? You know, which, which is why we're working on what we're working on. Um, no, I, absolutely, and, and um, so we're we're just about out of time. But I want to ask you one more question before we uh, before we jump off, and that is, what is the one thing about selling your solution, providing your solution into the industry, that drives you the most nuts when you hear from customers? Like it's like you go into a customer and you're looking at their system and you're like, what? Yeah. The is going on here what what drives you the most nuts and you, you're obviously not going to name anybody but I'm just curious. If you, if, if you, you you said only one thing I, I, <laughs> i'm now having to go through the list of uh, 50 i i think i think the biggest thing that still which astounds me to this very day i am still educating 
the industry ah. as, as to what this is all about. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I take my hat off to Conviva, who was who who basically they went through the agony of explaining yep. QoE from an audience perspective. You know five, ten years before we... And they probably started. put QOE on the map. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they put it on. Nobody even knew what it was. Nobody even knew it, and nobody knew it mattered. Well, we, we, we are more at the at the CDN. We're really, really still, to, you know, we focus on, on delivery. Uh, and, and and uh, you know, we, we have to educate people to this day. And so many people that we talk to, yes, yeah, it is my biggest frustration, say, oh, yeah, we've got that covered. And it's like... <laughs> Well, that's not what I heard from your guys, you know, and I showed just the, you know, it's like, you know, certain levels. Oh, we got that covered. And it's like, no, you haven't. You haven't got that covered at all. Like, you have no idea what's going on. You are completely blind to what the problems are. And, uh, yeah, so so that that is the thing that drives me nuts. I'm still to this day, like how, how I can't remember how old we are. I think we're eight plus years old and I'm still educating people as to, as to why what we do is important um, and how it can help wow. them. I did get a great quote from uh, uh, from one of the big uh, operators in in um, in the US. Uh, I've got to be careful not to, to say any particular okay. name. No but revealing. Basically, they they said they were explaining. We were on a, I was on a joint call with some another company, and and they said, "Well, why do you use TouchStream?" And he said, "Well, well, I'll tell you why. Because before we had TouchStream, we used to call this. We, we'd have a problem. We we knew it was a, the CDN. We'd call the CDN up." They would search their log lines, and two days back, two days later, they would get back to us and say, "Nah, we couldn't find any problem. We think it's your fault." <laughs> Post TouchStream with data sharing with the CDN, we, they now see a problem within ten minutes. The same CDN wow. tells them what the problem is. Wow, that's a significant reduction of time. And even even yeah. you know even if two yeah. days is hyperbole, the two days was no outcome. outcome. The two days was no outcome. The ten minutes is outcome. You know, yeah, it's that's, like that's, not only is there a amazing. time difference of that dramatic. And that's what I mean. That's why the education, my yeah. frustration wow. of the education is that people don't get it. You know, a lot of these things when you're dealing with these third parties, they're evidence-based. And and what yep. we actually give is is evidence and, and good evidence. Uh, and we collaborated with all the CDNs and we put all the things like the CDN request IDs and things like that in our data so that when there is a problem, they can find it. Find ah, it. Here's see, that's it. very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> relevancy, data relevancy. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. But but educating people to, to, to the fact that that's what you need to do uh, is is my biggest frustration. Well, that and that's something, you know, the SVTA, that's something that we're excited about, right, educating the industry on what the challenges are. So we will have a conversation very soon after we make mm. a cool announcement at our member meeting mm. about a new educational program that could use your input to help. Okay. To help to help with some educational materials on QOE. So I will ah. be I will be coming back to you very shortly. Um, but listen, yeah. Well, that said, uh, we're out of time. So Brenton, it's been it's been a pleasure, man. That was a great conversation. It's really cool to hear kind of what you guys are doing in the industry. It's always good to hear you were excited to be at IBC. You know, everybody <laughs> go to mm -hmm. NAB next year. NAB is going to be huge again, and then IBC will be huge again, and we'll all be back to normal. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but it's been great, and uh, it was great catching up with you. And, uh, again, the best to TouchStream. You guys look like you're doing a really great job in the industry. And, again, I'm, I'm a fanboy. I think what you're doing is so critically important. Um, and the fact that you're not proprietary, you're really embracing flexibility and openness and drawing 
a lot of the players in, you know, to work with you and be able to provide you data. I think that's fantastic. So, uh, listen, it's been great, and uh, I will definitely see you next week at DMUXED. And that means Got I'm going to, since I said that, that means I'm going to have to post this on Monday <laughs> because otherwise people are going to be going like, Wait, DMUX yeah. was last week. Yeah. Why is this posted? You mean after DMUX 2023 or what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, Sarah. Well, I'll see you then. And uh, you have a great rest of your day. Thanks a lot, Brenton. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much. Really All enjoyed right. it. Cheers.